welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wayne Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. And it is true that we should pray and call for the love and blessings of life, not only for ourselves, but for all God's children. But if there's ever a time for any of us feel lost, alone, distressed, or unloved for whatever reasons, know that those feelings are deceptions of the mind, deluded thinking, because there is always enough love, light, and power within all of us to call forth all the love, harmony, peace, and contentment that we may require or desire to eradicate that pessimism. For the love and life of the living God dwells within all of us. And all we need to do is call to and connect with our own mighty I Am Presence for all the love, support, and comfort or anything else on this earth that we may need. But we must first believe it to receive it. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. And y'all be loved. Harmony of Life, Daily Meditations for Self-Help and Healing It was God himself who willed that I should be. I have no cares nor burdens to bear. I am reminded of the great command, Come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I do come into the light and I do know that all cares and responsibilities fall from me as I let the light of wisdom direct my ways. He wills me to be, therefore I am. I shall not doubt nor fear, for my salvation is from on high, and the day of its appearing is now at hand. I shall not doubt nor fear, for my whole being responds to the realization of life within and around me. I shall not fear, for the hosts of heaven are waiting upon me and the law of the universe is my salvation. I shall not fear. I was told to live and to love, to laugh and to be glad. I was told to be still and know of the one almighty power, in and through all. I was told to let that power work through and in me. I believed that voice and I received my good. I am healed. The joy of life. I meditate upon the law of God. It is a perfect law and is now working for me and in and through me. The law of the Lord is perfect. I speak into that law, and it is done unto me. Thy law is in my heart. The love of the all-good is within me and through me. That love goes out to meet all who come into my atmosphere. It radiates to all, flowing through all. My love within me is perfect. Thy love within me is perfect. Greater than fear is love. Love dissolves all fear, casts out all doubt and sets the captive free. Love, like the river of life, flows through me and refreshes me with its eternal blessings. Love cannot be afraid, it is fearless and strong and is mighty in its works. It can accomplish all things through the inner light of that faith in the all-good, 
which fills my very being with a powerful presence. Love casts out all fear. My affairs are in the hands of him who guides the planets in their course, and who causes the sun to shine. Divine understanding attends me on the way, and I shall not be hindered in my work. My affairs are controlled by perfect intelligence and cannot be hindered from expression. I know that all that I do is done from the one motive, to express life, and life will be expressed in and through me. I cannot hinder it. I am controlled by intelligence. My profession is the activity of the great mind working through me. As such it is a divine activity and is constantly in touch with reality. I am inspired in my work from on high with lofty ideals, and my thoughts are illumined by the all-knowing one. I am inspired. There are no delays in the divine plan for me. Nothing can hinder the operation of this law into my life and action. Obstructions are removed from my path, and I now enter into the realization and manifestation of complete fulfillment of right desires. I do not have to wait, for the law waits upon me at every turn in life's road. Now it is done unto me. There are no obstructions to life's path, no hindrance to man's endeavors. Let my word be the law of elimination to all thoughts of hindrance or delay. And let the thing that I speak come forth into manifestation at once. I behold it and see that it is even now done, complete and perfect. I receive now. There is no overaction nor inaction in divine law, for everything moves according to perfect harmony. Every idea of my body functions in accordance with this law of perfect life. I now perceive that the action within me is perfect, complete and harmonious. Peace be unto every part of me, and perfect life to every member of my body. I act in accordance with divine law. I am perfect life throughout my whole being. I am one with perfect action. Everything that I do, say or think is quickened into action through this right understanding and this correct knowing. The harmonious action of the great whole operates through me now and at all times. I am carried along by this right action and am compelled to do the right thing at the right time. There is nothing in me that can hinder this action from flowing through me. The action of God is the only action. Peace, poise and power are within me, for they are the witnesses of the inner spirit of all truth, love and wisdom. I am at peace within me, and all about response to that great calm of the inner soul which knows its rightful place in the all-good. Power is born from within me and passes into my experience without effort or labor. I rest in security and peace, for the inner light shines forth and illumines the way. I rest in thee. The divine promises are all kept, not one is changed. God has told me that my life is perfect, he will never desert or leave me to travel alone. I know that from this day on and forevermore I shall live under divine protection and love. I live under divine protection and love. The light of heaven shines through me and illumines my path. The light eternal is my guide and my protection. In that light there is no darkness at all. It is a perfect light shining from the altar of perfect love. O light and love within me, thou art welcome. Light shines through me and illumines the way. I wrap myself in the mantle of love and fall asleep, filled with peace. Through the long night peace remains with me, and at the breaking of the new day I shall still be filled with life and love. I shall go forth into the new day confident and happy. I rest in thee. The seal of approval is upon me, and I am not condemned by the thought or act of man. I will fear no evil, for I know that the great judge of all controls my every act. Let every fear of man be removed from and let the silence of my soul bear witness to the truth. God approves of me. There is a secret way of the soul which all may know. It is the way of peace and love. This secret way leads into places of joy and into the house of good. 
It is the way of the Spirit, and all may enter who will. I tread the secret way of good, the path of peace, and I enter into the secret place of the Most High. The secret place of the Most High is within me. The pathway of life shines before me into the perfect day. I walk the pathway of the soul to the gate of good. I enter into the fulfillment of my desires. Nothing need be added, and nothing can be taken from the all good which is forever expressing itself in me. Daily shall I receive its great blessings and my soul shall rejoice forevermore. I am now entered into my good. The way is made clear before me, I do not falter nor fall. The way of the Spirit is my way, and I am compelled to walk in it. My feet are kept on the path of perfect life. The way is prepared before me, and that way is a path of peace, of fulfillment and joy. The way is bright with the light of love and kindness. The way I tread is a pleasant and a happy one. I see the way, and I walk in it. The Science of Mind, by Ernest Shirtliff Holmes, 1926 sermon on the month of Mary, we find the Reverend Dr. Preston, of New York City, expressing the Christian idea of the female principle of the Trinity better and more clearly than we could, and substantially in the spirit of an ancient heathen philosopher. He says that the plan of the redemption made it necessary that a mother should be found, and Mary stands preeminently alone as the only instance when a creature was necessary to the consummation of God's work. We will beg the right to contradict the Reverend Gentleman. As shown above, thousands of years before our era it was found necessary by all the heathen theogonies to find a female principle, a mother for the triune male principle. Hence, Christianity does not present the only instance of such a consummation of God's work, albeit, as this work shows, there was more philosophy and less materialism, or rather anthropomorphism, in it. But here the Reverend Doctor expresses heathen thought and Christian ideas. He, God, he says, prepared her, Mary's, virginal and celestial purity, for a mother defiled could not become the mother of the Most High. The Holy Virgin, even in her childhood, was more pleasing than all the cherubim and seraphim, and from infancy to the maturing maidenhood and womanhood she grew more and more pure. By her very sanctity she reigned over the heart of God. When the hour came, the whole court of heaven was hushed, and the Trinity listened for the answer of Mary, for without her consent, the world could not have been redeemed. Does it not seem as if we were reading Irenaeus explaining the Gnostic heresy, which taught that the Father and Son loved the beauty, formam, of the celestial virgin, or the Egyptian system, of Isis being both wife, sister, and mother of Osiris Horus? With the Gnostic philosophy there were but two, but the Christians have improved and perfected the system by making it completely heathen, for it is the Chaldean Anu, Bel, Hoa, merging into Mylitta. Then while this month, of Mary, adds Dr. Preston, begins in the Pascal season, the month when nature decks herself with fruits and flowers, the harbingers of bright harvest, let us, too, begin for a golden harvest. In this month, the dead come up out of the earth, figuring the resurrection, so, when we are kneeling before the altar of the holy and immaculate Mary, let us remember that there should come forth from us the bud of promise, the flower of hope, and the imperishable fruit of sanctity. H.P. Blavatsky 
This is precisely the substratum of the pagan thought, which, among other meanings, emblematized by the rites of the resurrection of Osiris, Adonis, Bacchus, and other slaughtered sun gods, the resurrection of all nature in spring, the germination of seeds that have been dead and sleeping during winter, and so were allegorically said to be kept in the underworld, Hades. They are typified by the three days passed in hell before his resurrection by Hercules, by Christ, and others. This derivation, or rather heresy, as it is called in Christianity, is simply the Brahmanic doctrine in all its archaic purity. Vishnu, the second personage of the Hindu trinity, is also the Logos, for he is made subsequently to incarnate himself in Krishna. And Lakmi, or Lakshmi, who, as in the case of Osiris and Isis, of Ensof and Sephira and of Bithos and Enya, is both his wife, sister, and daughter, through this endless correlation of male and female creative powers in the abstruse metaphysics of the ancient philosophies, is Sophia A. Kamath. Krishna is the mediator promised by Brahma to mankind and represents the same idea as the Gnostic Christos. And Lakmi, Vishnu's spiritual half, is the emblem of physical nature, the universal mother of all the material and revealed forms, the mediatrix and protector of nature, like Sophia A. Kamath, who is made by the Gnostics the mediatrix between the great cause and matter, as Christos is the mediator between him and spiritual humanity. This Brahmano-Gnostic tenet is more logical, and more consistent with the allegory of Genesis and the fall of man. When God curses the first couple, he is made to curse also the earth and everything that is on it. The New Testament gives us a redeemer for the first sin of mankind, which was punished for having sinned, but there is not a word said about a savior who would take off the unmerited curse from the earth and the animals, which had never sinned at all. Thus, the Gnostic allegory shows a greater sense of both justice and logic, than the Christian. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 16 As we move into outer physical conditions releasing greater power of the sacred fire for the protection of all that is constructive, command the outer self to feel the nearness of our presence. Call to us for our legions of sacred fire mastery to reveal the fiery truth of our reality, and let the events of life in the future speak for themselves, and bear witness to that which I have offered tonight. The messenger will put this into a decree, and then as you use it and give conscious recognition, it's just as if you threw one door open after another and our legions can come to abide in and around you to help you in every way possible, so long as it be constructive. Now, I have one more thing to say. With all that the outer world brings to mankind's attention in a call for peace, there are limitless platitudes about peace and divine love. But you precious ones, you, as a group of I am students and individuals otherwise, are the only people who are demanding the invincible harmony maintained enough to let our help come through. The masses of the people are preparing for war. Then they don't want our presence. And you are the only group we have to work through, who understand this law. And harmonized individuals are the only open door through which our help can come. We cannot work through discordant individuals. We will not give them protection, and therefore, all we have are those who understand this law, use the violet consuming flame, and call into action the sacred fire from our octave to be the strength of the light in the people to hold to the constructive way of life at this time. It is because of the need of the hour that we come again and again and again, 
and do everything possible we can to strengthen and lift, illumine, and expand our light in and around you to enable you to do everything possible at this time to hold the harmony, no matter what takes place around you. And I assure you, people who can't hold the harmony, we simply cannot charge through our greater power. When the purity and harmony are maintained, there is no limit to what we can do through you. So, our help from above is determined entirely by the harmony you maintain, your demand for purity, and your acceptance and call for our sacred fire presence to come into this nation and control that which mankind cannot control, and principally that is their own human desires, human beings desire. The day your feeling does not want anything except just to do whatever the presence wants, and will produce harmony, purity, perfection out here, the door will swing wide open. The angelic host will offer every power at their command, and there will be only the manifestations in your world of the love you have given to life. The love you give to your presence, the love you give to the powers of nature and forces of the elements, the love you give to all life that is struggling to reach into something higher, the love you give of your life is light, and that light, given to life everywhere, becomes the sacred fire of your mastery. And without that giving, mankind would stay in discord indefinitely. Beloved Archangel Michael, When people don't care what happens to somebody else, the individual might just as well say he or she does not care what happens to himself or herself. With the angelic host ready to give every assistance to purify the outer self, hold the harmony and expand perfection, there is no excuse for the human not reaching up and cooperating with that which only wants to give perfection and help and happiness to the universe. The angels of music pour the most magnificent happiness sound that is so beautiful, so transcendent, you couldn't help but feel the happiness within it. The angels that create supply know only happiness and constructive activity, and they are offering supply all the time to unascended beings. And so these blessings are infinite. They are present. They are eternal. They are wonderful beyond words to explain, and I bring them to you tonight for your acceptance by your conscious command. And the revealing sun presence of the fiery truth and reality of the great angelic host is power to make mankind understand the master presence of the universe that has come to put an end to human creation. Legions uncountable are ready to come to your assistance, and we want to take away everything that is a struggle in your life streams. Therefore, our freedom and our security is yours whenever you recognize our presence with you, the nearness of our sacred firepower, and the invincible victory which we bring, because we never bring anything else. The victory of the angelic host must come, and now mankind must awaken and stand with us until that victory is manifested in the fullness of its cosmic action, to control the earth and all upon it. May our sacred fire presence abide with you, make you feel our power every moment in outer action. Call our legions to assist you, and we will not be found wanting. I commend you to your victory. Beloved Archangel Michael, 